Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. So today we are going to talk about developments in foreign policy from President Obama to Trump to Biden and how inconsistent policies can uh, kind of derail things. So the Biden administration has announced its plan to bring the United States to a path that will eventually lead to the U.S. being in compliance with the Ottawa Convention of 1997. This is a convention that banned the use of anti-personnel mines. Now, President Obama had a pretty restrictive policy outside of South Korea, outside of the Korean Peninsula. They weren't really to be used anywhere else. When Trump came into office, he decided to relax that. Um, I don't know that they were ever actually used anywhere, but, you know, undoing everything that Obama did was, like, keynote for him. So the Biden administration comes in. The Biden administration has adopted a very similar stance to the Obama administration when it comes to heavily restricting their use anywhere except on the Korean Peninsula. Now, the United States does not officially have any, any fields on the Korean Peninsula. However, it has said that it would help defend South Korea. So, in that very unique situation, the Department of Defense feels that they might be useful. So, the administration has basically decided they're going to figure out what South Korea needs supply it, deploy it, possibly, in any of the three million anti-personnel mines that are in the U.S. stockpile that are not used will be destroyed. That's good news. Um, now, there will undoubtedly be pushback. People saying, oh, you're limiting the tools of the troops and all of that. And people will talk about the newer technologies when it comes to anti-personnel mines. Meaning, you know, one of the, the large issues with these mines is that once you put them down, they're down. It doesn't know if it's a soldier or a kid playing soccer that steps on it. They're bad. Now, a lot of newer technologies are coming along that basically they go inert after a set period of time. And that's fine. I mean, that, that's, that's a good step in all of that. But the reality is, U.S. doctrine is heavily focused on being extremely mobile. From the U.S. military standpoint, from its doctrine, from the way it tries to wage wars, anti-personnel mines are kind of obsolete. The only reason they are given this exemption for the Korean Peninsula is, is because of that unique static situation that exists there. Uh, I personally don't really think there'd be much use there either, but that's why that exemption exists. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think that the United States has deployed any personnel mines in any significant way since like 1991 since the first Gulf War. Um, they're an obsolete tool. And it's 
better to just let them go. Just get rid of them, get on a path that's going to put us in compliance with a treaty from 1997 that most of the world is at least somewhat trying to abide by. Um, We've seen them deployed in Ukraine, which, again, very surprising. I don't know how effective they're really going to be. Uh, It's not a modern doctrine. So when you hear that pushback and say, oh, it's weakening the military, no, it's modernizing it. It is modernizing it. We have far better tools to deny opposition forces a, a route, which is really what this, these are for. Um, and those tools aren't persistent for decades. So it's modernizing the military. It's not weakening it. Um, it would be nice if the Biden administration would continue this path and come into compliance with the Ottawa Convention, maybe even move on to cluster munitions as well. That, that, that could be a, a good move in the future. Um, but undoubtedly, as the current headlines and sensationalism about the hearing kind of slows down, this will become a point of attack for the right. Um, but it, it is absolutely not weakening the military. It's modernizing it. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good day.